Shafee. Shafee, are you there? Brain cloud. I knew it. Well, I, I didn't know it, but I knew it. Night has fallen once again on the hill country around Austin, Texas. Here I sit in my ivy-covered castle behind the microphone, staying warm. I'll have you know where it is cold out there. The birds are huddled up wherever birds huddle up. I bet the bats didn't even come out from under the bridge tonight, to be honest. It's that cold. And, uh, and we're, we're getting ready. We're excited. We're glad to be here for another episode of One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Shafee podcast spectacular. Uh, here we go with You Know Him, You Love Him. He's been talking about wrapping up his pipes, which is all the talk here around Austin, Texas, keeping your pipes warm. I'm glad to report that our pipes are warm here and we're ready to talk to you. Are we not, Matthew? And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Till Shafee brings me round again to fine I'm not the man in this garage alone Oh no, no, no I'm the podcast man Podcast man Podcast man Talking on the mic to everyone Especially in India Yeah Everyone in India Shout out to our Indian listeners And that's, you know that's going up into Elon Musk's satellites and getting over there. You know, to them, we truly are space voices from outer space. I'll tell you, I was doing a little dive on Rocket Man today, and the first, the, the, the Google push at you link for Rocket Man, if you just Google Rocket Man, is a YouTube video, and it's some kind of collaboration with an artist. It's an animation. Uh, that is impressionistic and it's like a tale of immigration. Like the rocket man is an immigrant leaving his country to like come to Britain to work and being away from his family. And, uh, uh, it was really pretty cool. We, we, we should put that link on the Facebook page. By all means. So this is an animation. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, <laughs> That actually, that segues, segues, go ahead. I should have found out. It's, it's by Iranian filmmaker and refugee Majid Adin, and he reimagines Rocket Man to tell a new story of adventure, loneliness, and hope. That segues nicely. I wanted to talk to you about something that I put eyes on today. Have you watched the Netflix, the short Netflix special that the, the most recent or the, not the most recent, but the second to last Sturgill Simpson album is the soundtrack to. Do uh, you know that? Uh, yeah, the yes, the the anime. It's called Sound and Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen that. It is super cool, and like it's very cool. I you know I enjoyed the, the tracks, the tracks from the Sturgill Simpson tracks that they played on the radio. I enjoyed, but I didn't really connect with them. Uh, until I watched that whole the whole package, you know. I mean, they are specifically written for that 
crazy, crazy story and those crazy, crazy visuals. Uh, and it's kind of like, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Eon Flux from, from yes. back in the day of the MTV, sure. which I loved. I loved I, that. That. Those were, that was so cool. What, that was part of a larger animation show, right? Yeah, Liquid was, Television. Oh, right. Yes. That was so cool. Uh, now, you were suggesting that the album was written about the visuals, but wasn't it that the they made the visuals from the album? Oh, and I thought the al- I thought it was. I think they did the whole project together. I don't know if they necessarily. They did, you're right. They did, but but I see what you mean. Like it is an album in that it sort of tells a story. Yeah, and the individual tracks from it aren't really that as impactful. Yeah, but, it kind of, yeah, it kind of adds up to something you know much bigger than any individual piece. It's super cool. I really, I really enjoyed it. Eight, eight, eight avocados for that one, folks. Yeah, we're huge Sturgill fans here on this podcast. We, that's our. We'd love to get Sturgill on the podcast, right? Yeah, we should. You should definitely get Sturgill <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll call some people. I feel like he's he's dropped out of the spotlight a little bit now. He might be looking to to uh, rehabilitate his image. Well, he, and he's just put out those two albums that are like bluegrass instrumentals of us of his tracks which yeah. some of those tracks from the last couple the previous couple of albums are, are not they're 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 intense and cinema that one album is really cinematic and then the other yeah. album is really symphonic in some ways like yeah. breakers roar you know and then i heard like the bluegrass version of breakers roar and it's like really good yeah, he had to he had to get back to his roots. Shafi, have you ever noticed how good we are getting at uh, segues? I we, you know I I didn't notice because we're getting so good you don't even notice the segues. Yeah, you it really flows into segment <laughs> to segment, time after time. You know what I mean? Um, how are you this evening? Are I'm you doing that. staying warm as you as you referenced in the opening are you I staying am warm I am staying warm indeed I've, I'm really I've honestly been enjoying enjoying the weather if you didn't listen to episode 70 which I'm glad you've joined us here on 71 don't feel like you have to go back but we did do a deep dive into the polar vortices and and Schaefer are deep in the cradle of the vortices now. Really, we we're are, probably still just kind of on the edge, but man, it's cold. We have we have entered, we have passed the v- vortex's lips and have entered the gullet of the vortex, headed headed straight for the headed straight for the dark belly of the vortex. Into the gullet of the vortex. Is that where the gizzard comes from? From the gullet? <laughs> gizzard. Uh, I think gizzards are where's just, the where's the I gizzard? Think, gizzards are kidneys, I think, right? Oh no, giz no, I thought gizzards were this thing here that like that like held the stone so that the so that the chicken could turn turn. I, I thought it was something in the neck. I thought chicken. gizzard. Honestly, I thought gizzard is what you call chicken kidneys. But uh, are you looking that up right now? Because I, I feel I like one magical nation has to know about that. Finally, we, we came it. up with a question that's almost as great as a cue from the J. <laughs> what what part of the chicken is the gizzard from? What a segment. I, How's that for a segment, Alex? 
I have a question for the J. Jeff Jackson, do you ever eat chicken gizzards? And if so, how do you like them? Get at us. Get at us, Jeff, and all of One Magical Nation. I'd like to answer. We used to go out to the strip. You know, if, when you live in Lubbock, you, or at least when we were kids, you couldn't buy alcohol in the city limits. You had to go out to this price-fixing cartel called the Strip. And at, at there was Pinkies, was one of the big liquor warehouses on the Strip. And inside Pinkies, there was a barbecue place. And we would go out there and get like a case of Yellow Bellies or whatever my dad would drink. And uh, def, definitely Coors. And we would get some food from Pinkies, and I liked the gizzards. They were fried, fried gizzards. They yeah. were they were live. They had livers and gizzards, amongst some other barbecuey stuff. But I, I like I like fried gizzards. What is it, Shafi? I see the look on your face, and I it's oh. about to terrify. I think you look terrified, and I feel like the hunter gatherers are about to be terrified. I am looking at the gnarliest picture in the world. <laughs> Um, this is this is the Wikipedia site for gizzard, and it has a photo of a chicken gizzard, and it is it, it looks like what's left over after an alien is hatched in the movie Alien. Gizzard, also referred to as the ventriculus gastric mill. And, I, I see it's a mill. They got a stone in there. They and, break up the. And gigerium is an organ found in the digestive tract of some animals, including crocodiles, alligators, dinosaurs, birds, some birds, earthworms, some gastropods, some fish, and some crustaceans. This specialized stomach constructed of thick muscular walls is used for grinding up food, often aided by particles of stone or grit. In certain insects and mollusks, the gizzard features chitinous plates or teeth. Ch chitinous, ch do I say chitinous funny? Chitinous. <laughs> the gizzard features chitinous plates or teeth. <laughs> All right, though, there you have it. It is not a kidney. It is not those little things that hang down from their neck. But it is it in is. their throat, right? I guess or, it's or, or, upper... Upper digestive upper, tract. Upper stomach, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, you learn a lot on this podcast. You sure us, do. Us as podcast hosts, we learn a lot. <laughs> let's get to let's get to the important topic of the evening because it's possible and we we can't make any promises. We might be joined by a guest uh here in a bit. We've yes, learned indeed. we've learned that nothing is for certain. And that's yeah, that's the way that's the way the world works, isn't it? It really is. It's it's. I think it's amplified on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we were reached out to by listener Cat. Oh, this is and this is get at us. Yeah, this, this is this is Alex's best segment. Get at us. Wait, sure. no, best. I mean, this is one of Alex Battle's signature segments. Get at us. Pure get at us. Uh, yeah, Kat texted us today asking, she saying that she would like to know more about hashtag free Britney or the, uh, the what's been going on around Britney Spears 
uh, attempts. My understanding, it I really almost know nothing. It's my understanding is it's her attempts to get financial freedom from her parents, but I get the impression that it's much more complicated even than that. So, uh, thanks, Cat, for the request. Unfortunately, yeah, Matthew and Schaefer are two people who know absolutely nothing about that. However, I have an old friend from back in New York City, Lori Clark, who is a Britney Spears super fan. And I 100% am sure she has been following this carefully. And I know for a fact that of the people we know, she is the best person to describe this matter to us and to catch us all up on it. So she is going to be joining us. Matthew, what do you, what do you know about, what do you know about this? Uh, I, what I know is that get at us is the type of segment that you can text us day of a recording of a podcast and we will spring into action, especially when we don't really have any other content lined up <laughs> for the podcast. So don't feel like you're too late with a get at us just any time. And thank goodness for cat. Thank you, cat. I am a Britney fan. I would say. I certainly have followed her career. I've been alive for the the entirety of it. Um, Brittany is such a complicated person. And I know that I feel like if I had achieved the levels of fame that Britney had at the age that Britney had, that I too would have let my mental health get in the way at some point. And the the particular bizarre character of being a huge celebrity superstar, that'll that'll make anybody mental, but Britney already probably had some things, some challenges, you know, to deal with and some you know stuff she hadn't worked on and and unpacked at a young age so so there was a point in her career where she really was coming off the rails from a mental standpoint and i think at that point that she allowed her parents to to take over her finances or um or or maybe they just had signed on the dotted line from the beginning in her career like they were the beneficiaries of her and the power of attorney kind of thing but but i th i think there was a something about her her mental health break of the i can't remember it was like remember she shaved her head she broke up from she broke up with k-fed and um i i just saw the other day that there's um there's a documentary out it's called like breaking britney or something we, should, we we look that up while I'm gabbing about it. Um, sure. And and Justin Timberlake is in it. And I saw an article where Justin Timberlake was apologizing. There's there's some documentary footage of him talking about Britney and talking about their relationship. And she says that he was you know abusive. And it sounds like he was definitely not being his best self in in and his more and his wise days. He's He's pretty reflective about it. it. It was talking about the way he treated Britney during the relationship and the Janet Jackson thing where he was involved in that controversy with Janet and he really like stepped away from it and Janet took all the heat and um, I wasn't really aware of that, but um, he's, he's, he tweeted out yesterday that he's, you know, very sorry for his past actions and 
I read the tweet. It was long and heartfelt and, um, but you know, people acting bad, your past will come back and haunt you. Right. So framing Britney Spears is the name of framing the documentary. Britney. It's available. It's available on Hulu. And uh, here's just a quick breakdown uh, in anticipation of Lori's chat. Uh, Britney Spears has not been able to fully live her own life for 13 years, stuck in a court-sanctioned conservatorship. Okay. So it sounds to me like, like, uh, like maybe you know when she was having those, having those mental issues, they, they kind of took took control away from her and maybe you know now she's doing better she's trying to she's trying to get it back age 26 uh in 2008 uh when her struggles were on public display she entered the conservatorship uh she's 39 now and uh i think another interesting thing about the story is the fact that her fans are getting involved and you know they're they're worried about her and and want you know want the best for her and think that she's not necessarily getting the best in whatever this relationship just, is. That's just like our fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they, 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 <laughs> they do care about us. <laughs> wants want to invite. I uh, I have seen some recent YouTubes of Brittany. And, um, I can't say that she seemed completely sound, but, but it's, it, she does seem like she's got her life under control. She's still, she's a little wacky, Brittany, you know? She's yeah. I mean, you know, but which, which uh, listen, who are talking. the co-hosts on this program to <laughs> cast Jack Sparrow stones at that? We're, uh, we're all a little wacky. Yeah. Particularly, you know, I think folks who, uh, who are involved in certain Southwest, uh, South, the certain regions of Southwestern America, and particularly the cults of celebrity that tend mm. to grow in there. And uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not shining a light on you, Hollywood, you know, it's Palm Springs, Las Vegas, you know, uh, these folks are, they're kind of built around. It's built around a certain uh, a certain materialism, right? That I can understand reality slipping away from you very quickly in those situations. So, uh, but like I say, let's get to let's get more information about it. Uh, Lori is Lori is joining us here. Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm I'm Matthew. Hi, Lori. Nice to meet you. Matthew, Lori, nice Lori, Matthew. Schaefer introduces Lori. me to the most interesting people on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Lori, I, I mentioned on the... the most interesting people I know in my life. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mentioned on the uh, on the cast before that, that, you know, you and I are all friends from back in Brooklyn and neighbors. Um. That's right. And that you are a Britney Spears expert. And we, uh, I've told, I've told, we've talked a little bit about, we've caught up a little bit on what's been going on with her lately. Uh, you know, 
you know, it's been 13 years, but I, we were just kind of getting into uh, what seems to be going on with her is, uh, you know, very much her fans have been involved in this, uh, you know, in this uh, movement to get her, her control back. Yeah. So maybe that'd be a good place to start because you are a Britney Spears super fan. I, yeah, I right? mean, I feel like super fan is a little bit strong. Only because I, I've seen now through the Free Britney movement, like, super duper fans, right? So, you know, I've seen her in concert, like, once. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, other people. But that was, like, a dream come true once in a lifetime opportunity for me. You know? But, like, you know, other people... There's like mega fans yeah. out there. So no, I, just, I, I didn't wanna, say like, you were know, a super, super, duper fan. I just said I love her fan. with all my heart. I will give you that. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I know you're very interesting. You had a you when I first met you. I remember that you know you had this. I think it's because I helped you move is the reason I know about that. You had a you had a basically a chest full of Britney Spears uh, articles, right? Magazine covers and. Yes. Uh, I had like from the early part of her career. Where were we? Why don't, why don't we? Uh, oh, you know, I was going to brag about my collection. <laughs> so it. So let's see. So when I was moving, you saw I had. I would. I want to say it was ninety-five percent of the magazine she was ever on the cover of. Like from <laughs> starting with like the first Rolling Stone, all the way through until she got her head shaved. Around when she I, got I, her head shaved, I that's almost, when I started not buying every single magazine. <laughs> I almost mentioned that first Rolling Stone a minute ago when we were talking about our, our history with Britney. I remember that very well. Yeah. I Well, I had all of them. She was on it, she was on it like five times or something. Um, and that was not the only magazine that she appeared on the cover of, was it? No, I had a lot. I had stuff like from Europe and like... Um, I had like, I a, like this, a scholastic I remember this magazine, box like being I had just heavy. random stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you have some favorites, like out of the collection besides the Rolling Stone ones? Um, it's it's tough to say. Um, I I don't know, like some of the, yeah, like some of the more like rarish ones, like Scholastic magazine, like things that like you wouldn't see on a newsstand. I think would be more, you know. I happened yeah. upon that. I don't know. I must have been at a school and somebody gave one to me. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> like, wait, like what kind of scholastic magazine? Like a thing kids would get in a school, in school, like for like highlights. Yeah. Or like a weekly reader, like something where like the teacher passes it out and it's like current events and she's like on the cover of it. That's hilarious. I don't know what for maybe like kids choice awards or something. Laurie, why don't we start at the beginning? Did you just tell us like how you got into Britney in the first place? And... <laughs> I'm like, it only get gets weirder. Um, <laughs> so that's a great segue into more of my collection. So my collection isn't like I don't have like I don't have like her dolls or anything, but I do have. I would also say 95 percent of her career on VHS tapes, like from television, from I'm gonna say from like the third time she was ever on TRL. Like, not the third time her first video was on TRL, like, baby, one more time, through, like, when she got her head shaved, when she shaved her head. So, like, a lot, like, every snippet from, like, Access Hollywood or, like, Entertainment Tonight or, like, um, whatever. And what about her spoke to you? Because I feel like 
you know, from an out from an outsider's perspective, you know, she's kind of just another pop star. But obviously, she captured people in a way that no no other pop star ever had before. I've been and and really and obviously held on to you guys a lot of you guys you know throughout some very rocky times. So yeah. Well, now, so this is my first appearance on a podcast, but I have been asked that question before around a campfire, and um, I've a so podcast I've, is like a campfire, pretty much, yeah, yeah. And that's how I feel right now. And so, like, I very, um, I've given it some thought because I don't understand it myself. All I can tell you, I can, I can relive the moment that I first saw her on. So it. It gets worse because, like, well, the reason I say it gets worse, so the, the reason I have so much of her early career on tape is because it was simultaneous with Joey McIntyre being back on MTV. So, like, that's what I taped. But, like, I taped, like, all of TRL. So, like, I had a lot of Britney Spears, like, early stuff, too. And then I started liking Britney and taping Britney without there being, like, a boy band I liked with her. You know what I mean? So, Joey McIntyre is... Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. So he was doing like a solo career thing in 1999. In KOTV. Yes. Right. I'm a huge blockhead. And he was performing with Britney or they just happened to be on the same shows? His comeback was at the same time as her like starting. And gotcha. so And they did they did actually perform together. I have a, on a VHS tape a concert from Disney World that was half Joey McIntyre and half Britney Spears from like 1999 cool. or something. Yeah. Lori, where are you from? Upstate New York. New okay. York, in between Syracuse and Rochester. Fingerling. Cool. I, I, I ask you because we're, oh, Fingerling Lakes. I want to go there so bad. <laughs> I ask you because we talk about regional stuff a lot, and Schaefer and I talk about Texas, and we often talk to people, of course, if in the Northeast and from the Northeast. I, but I was just trying to get a frame of reference for where, where were you when you were recording TRL? Oh, I was in you college. Were, you were upstate. <laughs> no. Oh, you were in college. I was in college. <laughs> you were in college. Okay. I was okay. in a dorm room in SUNY at SUNY New Paltz. Um, yeah, I was like where's, a sophomore. Where's, where's, where's that? That's in the Catskill Mountains, so it's just north okay. of New York City. But in New York, okay. Yeah, it's like near. Um, Sorry, I'm like a, I'm like a Western rube. I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've I've only seen these places on a map. I've been to the, I've been to New York City, but I really want to go upstate. I want to see the Catskills. I want to go to the Finger Lakes. Well, New Balls is it's, awesome. It's it's like a a small Finger Lakes, not the Finger Lakes, not the Finger Lakes. The Fingerling Lakes. Well, sorry, sorry. Call okay. that too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just getting a frame of reference, Lori. Continue. They look with... like fingers. <laughs> yes, I, I I've literally looked them up on a map. And it looks it looks gorgeous. You think that's hilarious? I do. I derailed the conversation. Let's get back to the pop star at hand. So you love Joey, and so you were, and so you were taping TRL, and you were just collecting yeah. Britney along the way. Yeah. But then, I had like one of those TVs in my the, dorm room that was like a TV with a VCR combo, and I would set the timer yes. and go to class and like come back and like tape, watch my tapes. And I walked in one day, um, and and I and my sweet mates were like just whatever watching TRL, and it was on, and I was just like, "What is that?" And they were like, "This is Britney Spears. She showed up like yesterday, and it's amazing." And I was like, "This is amazing." I think it was just because it's like it brought back like so you had the '90s, and then it just like all of a sudden pop was back, and then it was like finally a girl was there. It that's like 
that's all I can say is what it was. Cause I like, I'm a huge, I'm from the eighties. So I'm a huge like Tiffany and Debbie Gibson fan. And like, I made me feel like 10 years old. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. She was the return. Yeah. You're absolutely right. She was the first kind of solo act that was going back to that kind of pop song. That's right. Cause they were I all, it was really like Alanis Morissette and like, whatever, Sarah McLaughlin and Paula Cole. And then it was like, Britney Spears. you know, it was like, we can dance again. That's basically yeah. it. I was like 19 and we could dance again. Yeah. That's and she I was, was a great, she is a great dancer. She's a great She's performer amazing. too. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I saw her. So the only time I've ever seen her, I went to her Vegas show. And she, she danced for 90 minutes straight without stopping. Like just, and she's, she's, she was, she's we do that on this podcast a lot. Yeah. I just, I haven't done that in like 10 years. So <laughs> it's been a we while. Dance, we dance been, with our mouths. It's been a while for me too. Yeah. So, uh, I think we've got now, could you kind of take us through like the first kind of problem years, you know? Oh, like when do I think things went, started going bad for her? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I guess she was like, what, in her early 20s and it was probably like after her fourth album. Right. I think, I don't know. She, I think she had like an injury on a tour and like, mm, things, that was like the first time anything went wrong and like, you know, cause everything's always like so perfect. And then with like the, yeah, know, whatever. And, um, does Kate have marriages. anything to do it? Yeah. I think she was dating him and like, yeah, that's when I think that's when the paparazzi started like catching pictures of her like smoking cigarettes and like suggesting she was doing bad stuff. But she was like twenty two, like I don't know. Right, there was time to do bad stuff. What I was doing when I was twenty two, you know, like <laughs> I was certainly like you know, I'm glad no one was uh, taking pictures. So yeah, uh, and that's another thing, right? Yeah, since she came on the scene young. In America's mind, she was always going to be young. Right. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't able to, uh, you know, ever just kind of do normal young stuff. But she was also never able to do old stuff either. Uh, you know, she she was too busy to do to, to the young stuff and too much in the public eye to do, you know, kind of your, your normal old stuff. So yeah. she didn't have either of those things going on. In addition to having the normal problems that come with money, no matter how old you are. You know, when 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 people who don't have a lot of money suddenly have a lot of money, that right. causes problems for you know forty yeah. year old lawyers, much yeah. less nineteen year old, you know, uh, you know dancers, singer and dancers. It was like kind of, I mean, like pretty much every teen pop star goes through that, like have to grow up phase, and mm -hmm. most don't. Their career doesn't make it beyond that, right? Like that's usually their last album is like whatever one they decided to grow up for, and like. And change their sound or be too, whatever, risky or whatever. That, that really says something about Britney's career, right? That it, it had enough momentum to just plow right through all of the bad stuff. And yeah. still, like, if she wanted to go, you know, on a tour again today, she could sell a bunch of tickets and, yeah. you know, and, uh, yeah. and, you know, be super popular. So then that says something yeah, about the power of her her celebrity and her particular talent. I mean, it was only so like a year you... ago that like her Vegas residencies ended or something like maybe two. Yeah. Years. Yeah. I mean, it's all, yeah, she, um, 
yeah, definitely. And that was huge for a long time. She made it through that, like, growing up thing. She's one of the ones that made it, you know? Uh, so do you know about the specific things going on now? How much do you know about, you know, hashtag Free Britney and... So I haven't been there since the beginning. I, I mean, I knew... Um, I would say, like, the way I took it, at, like, at first, whatever, this, whenever this happened 12 years ago when she went under this conservatorship, it was, like... Right after, like, I think the incident where she um, locked herself in her bathroom with her baby and stuff like that. Um, and it had something to do with, like, her kids, right? And and people, I think at the time, everybody's just sort of, you didn't really know what was going on. Like, if she, you know, you know, it's it, at the time, it sounded like maybe something she really needed, right? And then you always knew it was still like going on cause you'd hear about it every now and then. But then like, it was just more recently that it started to really blow up, I guess. Um, I guess cause of certain cases in this past year and her demanding to get out of it and, um, and saying that, um, that she wouldn't perform anymore. Obviously that's like a huge headline. So, so she, yeah. So, um, sorry, like my voice is trailing down. That's probably not helpful. Um, and uh so yeah You're so right. i guess i just like i don't know how like i mean i've always i've followed her on instagram and stuff and like it got weirder and then i think i whenever i caught the hashtag free britney and then i started look i was like what does that mean and i started looking into it um and just seeing that that there was really like cases in the courts and that you know they were trying to and just sort of reading more about the background on it because i didn't really know i didn't i knew that like she i knew that like her dad still controlled her money but i didn't know anything about like to what extent or to how I didn't know that he also didn't let her do anything that that was like a piece of it you know like I guess I pictured it like someone controls your money and just like pays the bills for you and whatever like gives you your money but like, yeah right that's sounds... not a problem if if you just don't have to make any financial decisions and everything's taken care of for you that's one thing right right but if if somebody's using that to manipulate you or you know limit your freedoms then that's a whole nother thing entirely yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I, I guess in my head, I almost pictured it kind of like, uh, like you see it on TV, like on TV shows or whatever, like, like some sort of trust or something where like, if she wanted to buy a house, she'd have to go get somebody to sign off, but like that she still had her money. But I guess she can't even like, she can't even like go to the bank and just take out like 20 bucks, you know, and like, she's not allowed to drive and like all this stuff that sounds a little bit more like questionable about like, what the purpose is and how and it sounds to me know? like stuff that maybe you know you know you can understand somebody's concern but maybe if you're allowed to do those things then then you know you'd start to take a certain agency back in your life you know if you have yeah. you know if you know you have to drive somewhere later in today to in a certain day then you might live your you know your whole morning differently exactly than if you know you know you're not allowed to drive anywhere you yeah. know all of this stuff creates creates agency Upon itself and creates responsibility, uh, which you know, if if all of that stuff is taken away from you, then I can understand like just letting your mind unravel and and not doing any of you know not doing any of it. Yeah, and I can I can see that being a, a huge huge problem. I mean, there's I feel like I think like my first reaction was like, but there's first of all, she's she's capable enough to keep working. That's the part that like always catches me, like. It's like some of the control over her sounds like, and this is just my opinion, some of the control over her sounds like someone who would really be like, it's almost just like an at-home, 
um, like being completely committed to like some sort of an institution, like that you can't do anything else kind of thing. But like, she could totally or just, like, be, work you know, or being in a really bad relationship. I well, think yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder, like, and bear with me for a minute here. Like, I wonder how much of Britney's fans' empathy towards her might come from them recognizing smaller versions of this sort of thing maybe happening in their own lives or maybe happening to their friends yeah. you know and and now here's this thing writ large you know and that's something that they could get together and do something about that's entirely speculation on my part but yeah well I and i think see... i mean because a lot of people are talking about it being you know rooted in sexism and like controlling a woman and stuff like that so i think yeah yeah and that's something even, you know, whatever, women, men, everybody in bad relationships relates to, like... But wait, could movie. it also just be, like, greedy stage parents who don't want to... <laughs> yeah. Who are, ben who are ben still benefiting off their child, and they just... They think they yeah. know what's best for Britney. It reminds me of a Will Smith song, Parents Just Don't Understand. Yeah. Honestly, I Matthew, agree. you're I absolutely right about that, but I think what stands out about this is she had already gotten through that that part of her life that was definitely going on too, you know? Yeah, right. And right. She, like, this is something that's even further past, even down the road, worse than that, that she, you know, that she was already dealing with, you know? Yeah. Well, it's uh, kind of like that concept, but they just, they got in a real good, they had this opportunity to go in there and like really legally, like jam it up, I guess it seems. And like be taking Jam it money. Up. yeah. I also think it's it's what I think is most interesting is I think it's like weird Hollywood leeches in control of her dad, like the lawyers and whatever. Everybody that's getting paid off of this. Oh, interesting. I didn't like, think about it's that. Like, yeah, it's like I feel like it's the same. What's happening is the same thing that it's designed to protect her from, but it's just that the other side it's is who it's happening to. Because while he's certainly you know probably like wants to control her money and everything, like. Like, I don't think it was his idea. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't yeah. feel like he would have known all the legal stuff, you know? Because he's not a lawyer. Like, he's not, that's not his background. And like, that's, I just feel like it's just, really... just as likely that shady, weaselly people could have got a hold of him to get through, you know? Not yeah, trying, not no like doubt. a conspiracy theory, but just like, you know, no, what did he, yeah, no, he started asking saying, questions and finding sense. people yeah. that could help him. And they were like, oh, you know, like... Um. Like a whole little industry of bad behavior has create, been created around here. I think you're absolutely right, Lori. Yeah, yeah. that's an excellent point. A little parasitic cottage industry. Yeah, because there's, so there's, I don't know, there's some... In one of the things in that New York Times documentary, it talks about how like one of the lawyers like um, referred to it as a business model. And like, it was just weird. I don't know, something about it was just like weird. Is Wait, is that the documentary that we were talking about? Is that Framing Britney? Have yeah. you seen Framing Britney? You've seen it? Okay. Yeah, I watched yeah. it last weekend or whatever. Okay, we were just mentioning that. Yeah. And I, I was talking about the Justin Timberlake portion, how he was tweeting that he was sorry for his actions. Oh, we got thumbs down for... Down on Justin. JT. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you, Justin, treated Brittany poorly. I mean, I don't really know. I honestly don't know anything about it. I just think you're not that, like, awesome. <laughs> He just seemed oh, like okay. We're just anti, anti Timberlake. Fair enough. Yeah, he just seems like cocky or whatever. Yeah. I, well, yeah, no, that was, just... you know, whatever it was, but that happened between them. I don't know, but like, he didn't have to make, like you were make saying, a bunch of money off it. You know, with like, the uh, 
with the Janice, Janet Jackson thing, like, he let her flap in the wind through all that while he covered his own ass. It's, I, don't, I mean, pardon me for saying this, but it sounds like your typical, like, asshole white dude thing to do, honestly. Yeah. You know, totally. he, he wasn't, they weren't going to come after him about it, so he just kind of let, let her. He's uh, the one that exposed her booth. I mean. Yeah. Left her out in the breeze. Yeah. So that's a. That's not cool, Justin. Not cool. We're, we're, we're coming for you. We're coming for you, JT. Yeah. And he yeah. won't let NSYNC reunite. So that blows. Like, come on. <laughs> well, I see where he's getting at there, but. Um... <laughs> yeah, but the other guys could probably use a little money. I mean, they yeah, probably, probably could. Probably, like, not they so probably could. Why be a jerk to your brothers like that? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's. Lori, uh, I would like kind of, you know, if I'd like to hear anything else you have to say, but kind of, I don't want to end talking about the negative Britney stuff. Could you just kind of talk about maybe one or two of your favorite memory, early memories or, well, or, or even you... wait, before we get to that, Lori, do you think that this movement is going to help free Britney? I, I, I think, well, to be honest, she's not asking for full freedom, as I understand it. She's no. only asking that her father be removed on, from it and a bank be put in charge. And I no. think that it sounds like steps towards that are happening. So, um, yes, I think so the movement might help a little looks bit. looks good, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think the movement might help a little bit. It might be coincidental, but um, I just think, if anything, whatever, people are all looking at it in a different light and maybe you know i don't know maybe i'm a, i'm an optimist so <laughs> i think maybe it'll help um my understanding is that it has moved in a positive direction uh you know and a lot of it has to do with uh, the exposure that's been the exposure the light that's been shining on it so yes. Well, and people are even quick. So, like, whenever you talk to people about it, they're always like, yeah, but I follow her on Instagram, and she does look like she maybe has some mental health issues. But then, <laughs> That's what I said I've been watching her YouTube videos, and I was yeah. like, it doesn't seem like she's completely out of the woods. Right. <laughs> but then something like today, someone was like, she didn't post this. It's someone else posting it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm. Like, here we go. Like, this is going to be. Here like, we go. And, you know, we've all been locked in our house for a year and just, like, I don't know what to believe anymore about anything uh, with everything. Yeah, <laughs> so, like... Guys, have, do you guys recall the tweets of the 45th president? Yeah. Like, you know, that's, if we're going to talk about people looking unhinged on social media, like, let no one cast that for well, And have you seen our Facebook page for the show? I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> We're focusing on Val Kilmer over there. I mean, come on. Um, let's go back to let's go back to Schaefer's request that you regale us with some of the good times from from Brittany. I mean, I just I think I just agree with a lot of the people who are saying that it seems like she has a full capacity to work and do a lot of things that someone who would be under a conservative like ship like this wouldn't be able to do. So. Um, like when I saw her in Vegas, top notch, good show. Like you can't fake top that. Like you can't, you know, like so, you know, like I don't know. You know, she's obviously rehearsing very hard, working very hard with like all her dancers and 
putting on a stage show and like, um, but also there was a few, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. The reason I started following her on Instagram was a few years back. She used to, um, teach dance classes and, uh, I don't know what it was to be honest. Cause I would just see it on Instagram and be like, Oh, that's so cool. And like, there were kids in it. And she was like teaching them like how to dance like her. And it was at like a particular dance studio. And I don't know, I, I want to say that some of them were like kind of regular, but maybe it was like monthly. Like it was just like a special thing, obviously. Um, and she seemed completely like a regular dance teacher, you know, just like she certainly seemed like someone who could take herself to an ATM machine and take out 20 bucks or whatever, you know, like, and go to Starbucks, you know, like she didn't seem... Yeah, and I just, and in my head, I just keep being like, well, like, and they would let kids be around her, and she, like, totally taught a dance class, and people, like, signed up for them and paid for them, or whatever they did, and, like, um, or they, I don't know how, I don't know how people got in the dance class, but, like, she put together whole routines, and she, like, choreographed it all, and, like, you know, it's just, I don't know, that's, and it was awesome, because she looked really happy the whole time, and she had a very, like, um, just almost a similar look uh, like the similar like very natural sort of spark that she originally had as an artist that like you don't always see anymore like some mm. like if you're paying really close attention sometimes she does sort of just look like she's just yeah just going through the motions but you know if you look at a lot of artists that have been doing the same thing for this many years because what she's already it's That's like Shafi here on episode 71. It just kind of feels like he's going through the motions. <laughs> just phoning it in. I feel like our audience, our listeners, the, the hunter-gatherers, have you listened to our podcast, Lori? Uh, not yet. You've never, you've never heard? Okay, this is but how I we have do a it. Well, we I have we to like, interview. I would, <laughs> but I'm very I, busy. <laughs> Yeah, and, and listen, it's really circumstantial whereby people people are like, oh, I have this commute and I'm able to listen. And if you don't, then it's not like – anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. Um, I think that our listeners, we call them the hunter-gatherers because that's the stage we're in as a society. Just got 100. I, I think that they're like 100% more filled in on the details on this than they were before. I know I am, right? Right, Schaefer? Really? I definitely am, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. We I'm, got some. You, you. We got some real how insights. How do you feel? How do you feel? Do you feel like you want to free Britney, or you feel like I, I, want, I absolutely I, want to free Britney. I want, and I want what's best for Britney. And I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, she's had hard times, but she's totally taken care of herself. She's taking care of her business. She's taking care of her body. She's like, she's, and all she knows is interfacing with the public, like. You know, her Instagram is, it's, it's as engaging as ever. And like, and I mean, I know that a lot of the thrust of it too is her saying like, I'm doing great. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm rooting for her. I, I feel a great empathy for people who like are, they're blessed with talent. They get caught up in an industry at a young age, they get exploited by their parents and you know, it's, it's, she's a victim of the system and like, um, no, it sounds like her dad's, I mean, again, I'm sure from her parents' point of view, they probably are like, oh, we got to protect Britney, but <laughs> Schaefer said she's 39. Is that right? You know, like, yeah, yeah. So. she's going to spread her wings and fly yeah. again. Which that surprised me too. I didn't realize she was that close to me in age. I remember 
Like, I think it's because, you know, when she came on the scene, you know, she was whatever, 14, and I was 22 or whatever it was. So You're talking like Mickey Mouse Club age. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... She wasn't 14. They were portraying her as 14. Right, yeah. Like, they, okay. like, like like that, especially that, we were talking about that first Rolling Stone expose, and, like, she was b- being portrayed as, like, you know, she was young, but it, but the, her image was, like, supposed to be younger than she was for a long time. That's why it was so scandalous when she's 22 and smoking cigarettes. Right, exactly. Yeah. They were, like, they didn't want to let her grow up kind of thing. Well, Lori, would you would you care to hang with us for the rest of the show? Maybe just a few more minutes here while we do a couple things. Maybe you could join us in the, in these endeavors. Sure, this is awesome for me. I've always wanted to be like on the radio or something. <laughs> this is I was like awesome. Like the radio. Have you ever wanted to be popular on the radio in India? Sure. <laughs> tell her, tell her, Shafee. Uh, uh, Lori, in the last in the last month or so. Uh, our Indian listeners have outnumbered our American listeners like two to one. We are we are uh, we are off the charts in India. Nice, and we're really excited about it. So we've been actually trying to amp up our Indian coverage a little bit. Uh, there's a uh, there's a farmers insurgency going on uh, over there right now. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, the government is trying to overregulate far or regulate farmers in a way that they don't necessarily want to be regulated. And uh, the the government is doing some very questionable things and silencing anybody who has anything to say about this, uh, oh. including Ariana Grande. So, uh, oh, so that's Rihanna. what's going on there. Sorry, Rihanna, not Ariana. We, we, we had we talked we we talked about <laughs> we just talked about this scandal with Rihanna, where Rihanna had tweeted uh, in support of these of these demonstrating farm workers and then the Indian government comes down hard on Rihanna and somehow like the, the interlocking directorate, the military industrial Bollywood complex came together and there were, and there were celebrities and cricketers and they were all just dogging Rihanna because she was supporting farm workers. And it's, it all seemed very authoritarian uh, for just a minute there. There I go telling stories again. Oh yeah, speaking of telling stories, Lori, do you have any? This is a this is a big segment on this program, actually, uh, and we probably need a beat for this. The um, oh wait, my my speaker went off. Like it's, it's so cold that my speaker went off here. This this the segment here is remembering Schaefer. Lori, a lot of people come onto this podcast, and I ask them, "Can you tell that makes us?" It sound like I'm dead. Yeah, I don't like that. That's horrible. <laughs> In memoriam of Schaefer, our newest segment. Wait, no, 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 Lori. Oh, I, you... I remember he had a smile that could just light up. Let me let me start from the beginning. I don't know about that, the the <laughs> the. The basis, the thing that birthed this podcast was the idea of telling tales of making poor choices. Lori, do you remember a time when Schaefer was making poor choices in your vicinity that you could recount for us here on the podcast? I mean, I can I can recount a few 
things I thought were poor choices in the moment, and then later was like, yeah, yeah, certainly some things eaten. Um, Wait, I don't what? Know. <laughs> so food just comes. You know, we were neighbors, and we just hung out all the time, and like at home, and like eating food and stuff. And I don't know. I just some of the some of the food choices are a little bit interesting. <laughs> like, okay, no way. Illuminate that. We cooked some delightful meals together, too. We did. we did. We cooked some good meals. We definitely cooked some good meals. But I just, I'll just i just never forget the first time I saw Nacho Volcano. I just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like long... I, he comes home after a long day at work. Me, too. I don't know what I was eating. Maybe a sandwich. And he decided he's going to have a bag of Doritos with a entire brick of Velveeta cheese melted on top of it in a nice big pile. <laughs> and he called and it the volcano? I think there were pickles. Well, if you, put the salsa, if you put the salsa on top, it looks oh, like salsa. lava. Yeah. That's, that's, that's right. what makes it nacho volcano. That's right. <laughs> uh, but the amazing, the amazing thing about this, guys, is you can prepare this meal in like 18 seconds. <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> Yeah, just, that's right uh, <laughs> it works out well you were I remember once uh, what, I remember uh, Lucas was dating this French girl Delphine and I was I was super hungover and uh, I, I think like you know I, I kind of just like I got up maybe it was late you know kind of later but you know, it, it was like, I, it was closer to lunch than it was to breakfast. And I was like, I was, I was too hungover to go out for anything. And, you know, like, I just like, I just wanted to watch Sports Center and, you know, and then probably crawl back into bed, you know, in another half an hour. And all there really was to make was Nacho Volcano. <laughs> and, and so, but, so, you know, in, but in Delphine, the French girl's mind, it's like, uh, is, I to, to Lucas, is this what Americans have for breakfast? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Real cultural exchange. Uh, yes. I would like to... So, I would like to recreate this dish. <laughs> so, wait, it's, it's Doritos. Any special Doritos? Nacho cheese. I, uh, I mean... Could do Cool Ranch. Weren't you getting the spicy ones for a while? Yeah, spicy, spicy yeah. Doritos. They they had those at the time. And then Velveeta. Yeah, I, uh, specifically no, Velveeta. Was, well, I, no, I would just get the deli American cheese. <laughs> okay. You know, because you could just get a, you just have them cut off a hunk of that. See, this is all based on what you could get at the twenty-four hour bodega at the end of the street uh, at your house, right? That's also true. You know, if if I could have, you know, made gourmet nachos, I would have. You know, but it's it's limited to what you can find there at the store. So, yeah, and uh, but you could you could always get a jar of salsa, some American cheese, and some Doritos. So this is about resourcefulness. Uh, this yeah. is a story about resourcefulness. <laughs> this is a story of survival in the concrete jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's what it's been like in the pandemic. <laughs> oh. I love I love yeah. having old friends of yours on here and just just peeling back another layer. 
Natural Volcano definitely added some layers to me, I'll tell you that much. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> I wish I had, um, if I had prepared, I would have brought some of, we never finished our calendar of, of the photos of you posing in the woods. <laughs> yeah, we had, Every, there was, uh, tell us more about that. Well, we would go camping a lot in the summers, and every time we went, we'd go hiking. And every time we went somewhere, he wanted like a shirtless picture of himself. And eventually, I had like, like I'm looking through my photo, and I'm like, damn, I got like ten shirtless pictures of Shaver like in the woods. <laughs> and so then we He's decided we were gonna a make a calendar. <laughs> Can barely keep clothes on him. <laughs> it's extra stupid in my photo albums because it's like that's like all I have. It's like. You know, it's like there's a couple pictures of camping, but there's an excessive amount of pictures of Schaefer <laughs> posing like next to a tree or a rock or a waterfall with his uh, shirt off. Laurie, maybe take up a classic or two and we'll put it on the Facebook page. Okay. You know, we were uh, like, talking thank, about... Thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate that. These, these are my best memories. We had fun times. <laughs> we, had, we, had a, we had a wonderful time. It's... Lori and I lived next to each other for what six years, mm -hmm. six or seven years. So a lot of a lot of Christmases, Thanksgivings, uh, and a lot of yeah, amazing camping trips. Uh, very very great friend of mine. It's so so good to see you and talk to you, Lori. Yes, good to see you too. We were talking about a great American pop princess earlier tonight, and. Before the show started, Schaefer gathered up a quiz for, really for me, we were going to find out what kind of Disney princess I am. Um, would you like to uh, join us for that, Lori? Do you, do you want to answer the questions too, or do, do you just want to make snarky comments about what kind of Disney princess I might be? I don't care. We'll uh, definitely do. We'll definitely do. Uh, I'm like, I think I've already done do this Ma quiz, but I don't remember the answer. <laughs> we'll do Matthew first, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, Lori, I also found something that that predicts your favorite Pixar movie by your birth sign. Oh, I need that because I don't know those very well. Okay. Well, I, I hope that it's not Matthew. one that you haven't seen then. You know what I mean? Like, if it predicts a, a Pixar movie from your birth sign, then you're like, I, I, gotta, I guess I better see that one. But maybe Matthew. it'll be one you've already seen, because you, you already gravitate towards it. Yes, Jafee. Matthew, your favorite weekend activity is curling up with a book, exploring a farmer's market, cooking, putting your feet up, anything outside, a walk in the woods, alone time, or hanging with friends. Wasn't I supposed to guess before we get into it what I think my Disney princess will be? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorry. Okay. And you I, said? I think it's Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Got it. Yeah, okay. That is what I think, but we'll see. And um, what's your weekend activity there? I'm not rereading them. Just whichever one you remember was your favorite. <laughs> or Jasmine. Sleeping Beauty or Jasmine. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. But, um, but we're going to find out. I'm gonna go anything outside. Anything outside. Uh, I, I I'm definitely Ariel. Uh, <laughs> Have from, either of you guys seen anything since like Aladdin? from a little Little Mermaid? <laughs> no, I, I haven't really. On it. I, I okay, have, Matt. 
I have a six year old and a and a ten year old, so I've seen, oh, seen everything on Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, everything. I just wanted Matthew. to check because you were both picking like older princesses. Uh, yeah. We're we're we're, 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 we're older guys. We're older guys, Lori. Yeah. I just I like that Sleeping Beauty's name is Aurora. I like that name. Um, but I, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong here. So, um, Matthew. Wait. What, what, was, what was the question? The animal who will lead your inevitable royal parade is a raccoon, a fish, a tiger, a dragon, a horse, an owl, an alligator, or a chameleon. A dragon. Dragon. Oh, yeah. See where we're going. Yeah. The most important quality you look for in a prince is... Now, this is in a prince, not in prince. <laughs> Charm, kindness, dreaminess, humor, red hair. No, I'm just kidding. Honor, personality, smolder... <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely looking for Smolder. Or, I don't need a prince. Honor. Honor, indeed. What kind... Which of these outfit elements are you... <laughs> are you most likely to wear? Palettes. Sweats, a dress, heels, glass slippers, headband, a necklace, a skirt, a vest. A vest. Well, oh. I mean, j just because I usually wear vests. Yeah, vests I do. Cool. I've seen you wear, wear a vest. I'm wearing a vest now. <laughs> I love vests. I, I know the answer. I know. I, I know the answer to this question, and it's in the garage. Uh, your favorite place to burst into song is <laughs> a forest, a field, the beach, on the go, in my room. While doing chores under a willow tree, or I don't sing. A forest. I know the answer is not I don't sing. <laughs> That's true. Lori, I start the show I start every show with a little song parody where I take out a few of the words and put podcast and our names in it and stuff. It's oh, nice. It's hilarious. Everybody loves it. That's so I tell myself when I lay my head down on my pillow at night. <laughs> your your favorite hairstyle is a stylish bob, a high ponytail, long, really long, bangs, <laughs> sleek and straight, half up, half down, a top knot, or practical. Half up, half up, half down. Whoa! Like, like, right. Billy, like Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, I was gonna say. L Laurie's is long, mark. really, really long. That's right. Right. Yep. Yesterday's breed. How long? How long is your hair right now, Lori? It's almost to my butt. I Someday was... I want to be. Wait, wait, wait! Stop! 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 Go ahead. So, Lori, you are like a long hair lover. Yeah, but it's this is also like pandemic hair. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Okay. It's it's very impressive. Her and Lindsay sent me pictures of both of their uh, uh, pandemic hair, and they both have really, really long pandemic hair now. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I think Sorry I can get a haircut, but like I'm just like, eh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that again, right? I'm not sure. 
Someday I want to be. As long as your hairdresser doesn't have COVID, then of course you can get a haircut. <laughs> I'm like, I go to super cuts. It's always someone different. <laughs> right. So bad. Okay. Sorry, Shafi. Go ahead. Someday I want to be a baker, a business owner, a fashion designer, a zoologist, a singer, a writer, an athlete, a CEO. A singer. A singer, obviously. In one word, my style is fun, classic, timeless, retro, bohemian, vintage, functional, or colorful. Functional. Mm, yeah. I live in a castle, cottage, small town, big city, apartment, tower, treehouse, mansion, garage. Garage. No, there's not actually garage. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I'll go castle. I'm like, which princess is that? I'll go castle. <laughs> it's 4 p.m. That means it's time to hit the gym, take a stroll, have tea, work on my chess game, see what my friends are up to, have a snack, take a nap, or do my chores. Uh, hit the gym. <laughs> I feel like the I, I, like the algorithm on this must be crazy because you could like you could be hitting a lot of of attributes of different Disney princesses, right? And finally, my favorite. Well, that's why it's eleven questions. You know, they take this. This is a serious <laughs> serious quiz. Your favorite color is green, blue, yellow, orange, red. Green. Green, indeed. You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Wait, I am on pins and needles here. I, I have butterflies. <laughs> you are Vanellope von Schweetz. Ooh. Oh, played by Sarah Silverman. Is that right? Yes, from I, from the from Wreck It Ralph. And Wreck-It Ralph uh, breaks the internet, and there's this crazy scene in Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet where Vanellope von Schweetz like hangs out with all the Disney princesses. That's totally right. That fuck that quiz knows everything. That quiz is the god dog oracle. I'm so glad that you know because I did not know what that was. I I, I said I said Sleeping Beauty because I got you know that I because I don't know myself. Yeah. I think I think you're oh, going to be different from this day forward. Vanellope you von are that's so Vanellope right. von Schweetz. I didn't know like she seems like out of the canon, you know, because like there's only that one. There's that movie where they they take a hard look at what it means to be a princess, and Vanellope makes the princesses rethink a little bit of what it means to be a princess. And and now all of us are rethinking. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. In fact. Us and Brittany and everyone. Matthew, how excited are you to tell Isabel tomorrow the the result oh, of that quiz? Oh, I'm not waiting till tomorrow. I'm waking her up. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably still be awake. She will enjoy that. That's what we did on the. She always is like, "What'd you do on the podcast?" Actually, Schaefer and I were sort of struggling for well. I was struggling. I don't want to drag you down with me, buddy, for content today. And Isabel and I took a cold weather walk this afternoon, and we were really brainstorming it. 
who was a, a real charrette, a really podcast charrette. And we came up with nothing, so I'm glad you were able to join us again, Lauren. <laughs> as you, thank you. As usual, I was gonna say, do they know who Britney nation? is? Like the kids, like they don't know, right? What? Like they don't really know Britney. How old did you say she is? Ten? Yeah, she's. I mean, I, of course, I am giving them like a. I'm trying to give them a history of American pop music lesson. Uh, I'm sure she's aware, of Britney. She's she's a Taylor Swift fan, you know. And I think mm. I think Taylor Swift is a great example of a legacy that Britney, you know, laid down. Yeah. And of course, of course, we we talk a lot about the difference between a pure pop star who's just being produced by other people and an artist who's writing their own songs and stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I did Britney write songs? Well, she gets, she has like writing credits on stuff. Probably mostly oh, no. like... Are you being called away? <laughs> All right. Really, really quickly, Lori, uh, what, what is your birth sign? Aquarius. I'm sorry. Happy sorry, birthday. Can, thank you. My birthday was Thursday. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank sure. you. Oh, happy birthday indeed. Uh, your favorite Disney Pixar movie is Finding Dory. Oh, I've never seen that. I'll have to check it out. Dude, Finding Dory is so great. I'm so looking for a new favorite movie, so that's awesome. And uh, Matthew is... I'm a Taurus. A Taurus. Mine was... Mine was Wally, which I've never oh, seen. That's well, a cute one. That's good. But but I can see how that would be. I mean, obviously the sci-fi one is probably going to be my favorite. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew, your favorite Disney Pixar movie is Incredibles Two. Dude, that that's such a good one. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. Lori, yeah. sounds like you got a. I do. I'm you sorry. Get, or, yeah, of course. I didn't. Or I thought maybe Melvin was going to. Well, no, take Melvin is way her. I don't know what's going. <laughs> he's like. Uh, he's, he's pulling his hair out. <laughs> we should like, let Lori go and save the situation. I probably. Yeah, I think there's. I think I have to save the situation. Lori, I'm sorry. Lori has I to hope podcast. it didn't. I have to father up. Didn't uh, hurt hurt the That's audio quality of your show. <laughs> No, it's perfect. That worked out great. We, ju we were just wrapping things up, and the uh, little uh, Ilsa, no, uh, Isla, Isla, Isla. The S is silent. Isla, Isla <laughs> behaved it great. For everybody. Um, it totally let us podcast. So tell Isla thank you. I tell will. Melvin thank you. I will. Uh, but thanks, thanks most to you. Uh, yeah. I love you, and uh, and we'll have too. to uh, talk. To We'll have to, you're welcome back on at any time if you uh, think of anything that you need to talk about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're nice obviously now you, our, it was nice to meet you pop, too. Well, I'm sure this, this story will continue. Now, so. Oh, oh. <laughs> lucky you. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I'm, I'm. You know what? Honestly, if you ever want to go deep into uh, Whitney and Bobby, I can do that one with you. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. I did. Oh, that, I did that last weekend as awesome. well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Maybe Lori, here's our sign-off. All right, ready bye. ready for it? Okay. Here, wait, here, but here's what we do. Here's what we usually do. Uh, we say, the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine. Mm -hmm.